your balance. That is our goal here on the Weekly Boost. Welcome to the show. I am Paul Sandberg, the founder of Boost Health and your host. This is now episode number seven of the show. Yay! If you've been listening to the show, you know each week we discuss a new topic and cover the entire spectrum of wellness concepts, including fitness training, inspiration, nutrition, biohacks, wellness products, etc. And we give you some actionable tips that you can implement into your personal health strategy. The shows are only 10 or 20 minutes long, so you can get caught up on past episodes easily if you're a new listener. My philosophy with this show and with Boost Health in general is to be open-minded and try new things. These preconceived notions that we have shouldn't get in the way of wellness strategies that can be real difference makers for us. Have you ever tried a new wellness tactic that took you by surprise and how well it worked? Those are the tactics we're trying to uncover here. Real quick, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening. The show just hit 100 total downloads last week, so we're starting to get the ball rolling a bit. You can support the show by telling a friend, family member, or colleague about the show that you think might enjoy it. Another way to support the show is by visiting the website at myboosthealth.com clicking the Amazon banner at the very bottom of the homepage, and then doing some shopping. I'm seeing that folks are starting to use this, which I really appreciate. Thank you all so much for doing that. When you use the Amazon banner, you get to check some shopping off your to-do list, and then Boost Health gets a kickback, so everybody wins. One last thing that should really help the show, please, please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes. You can actually do it right in the podcast app, on your smartphone. So you could pause the show right now and go rate and review the show. That would be awesome. The ratings and reviews are actually really helpful in gaining a following. So it's really appreciated. Thank you all so much for doing that. Uh, One quick announcement that's been sort of ongoing uh, is the launch of the Boost Health Performance Apparel line. Uh, It's getting really, really close. Still working with the awesome team at Quare on finalizing the last few designs. And we're getting things set up for the store on the Boost Health website. Uh, if everything goes as planned, you'll be able to go right onto the Boost Health website, choose the pieces that you want, and you'll see what your shipping is, and it'll come right to you wherever you are in the world. And we're going to have a cycling kit, strength training gear, multi-sport kit, and some casual wear too. I'll keep you posted on the official launch. I've got a few buddies that I've been chatting with that are actually really excited to get the kits and hope to get them in time for race season. So I'm hustling as fast as I can to to try to get those done. All right. Now on with the program. Episode seven of the weekly boost is titled searching for balance, defining the wellness dimensions. Finding wellness balance is something I talk about a lot here at Boost Health. Heck, it's even in the intro and outro of the show. It's one of those things that I'm really passionate about searching for personally and helping my clients find. Now, finding wellness balance is certainly somewhat intangible and most definitely very individualistic. Since it's so individualistic, you can't really put hard numbers in areas of wellness for folks to achieve. But we can look at research that shows the importance to have wellness balance and also the different areas of our lives to focus on. What are these areas of wellness balance, you might ask? Well, you probably could guess several key areas, including physical and work balance. Those are the two areas that I observe that are talked about the most. You always hear people say, you should attempt to have 
work-life balance, quote-unquote. The big one that needs a bit more drilling down is the life component. There's a lot within that. The man credited with creating different dimensions of wellness for us to focus on balancing is Dr. Bill Kettler of the National Wellness Institute. Now, according to a 2012 study in the Journal of Holistic Nursing, Dr. Kettler created six dimensions of wellness, and these included occupational, social, intellectual, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And this was actually back in 1976. So they've been out there for a while and they've stayed tried and true. And I like this six dimension model because it really helps people dig a little deeper on the holistic balance side. Perhaps you are like most folks. You feel overworked, overstressed, don't get enough exercise, want to spend more time with your family, etc. Maybe taking a closer look at some of these less talked about dimensions, such as social and intellectual, will help with an overall strategy in achieving more wellness balance. The seventh dimension. Before we dig into what each of these dimensions mean and how to prosper in each area, let's add one additional dimension. According to a 2009 study in the Journal of Human Resources in Hospitality and Tourism, a seventh dimension of environmental wellness is sometimes added to wellness balance models and has to do with being satisfied with your surrounding environment. Preservation of the environment overall and acknowledgement of your environment. I think this is a good addition to the dimensions as our surrounding environment can make a huge difference in our overall wellness balance. Think about the office space that you work in or the pollution levels outside where you live or access to parks in your area, etc. A closer look. I break down each of the seven dimensions in a graphic and table that I've put in the blog and they're actually adapted from the six dimensions model of the aforementioned Dr. Hetler and the Horton and Snyder wellness impact on student grades and implications study in 2009. And basically what it looks like is this big wellness balance circle surrounded by seven circles in those seven dimensions. And basically the idea is you would ideally have good focus in each of the seven dimensions and that would create overall wellness balance. So what do each of the dimensions really mean? Well, I'll give you a quick little description of, of each of the seven areas. Occupational. Occupational is when you use your skills to create meaningful work that is in line with your values. Social. Contribute to welfare of your community and live in harmony with others. Intellectual. Stay curious and push yourself to be creative and solve problems. Physical. Exercise regularly, nourish the body with healthy nutrition, and utilize healthcare services. Emotional. Have a positive outlook, as well as being aware and welcoming of your feelings. Spiritual. Being true to your own values about our meaning and purpose in life and tolerant of others. Environmental. Being aware and satisfied of and with your surrounding environment. Wellness Balance Research. Now we know what the seven different wellness balance dimensions are and what they mean. So you may be wondering, does it really make a difference if you have good wellness balance? Very interesting conclusions were found in the aforementioned study in the Journal of Human Resources and Hospitality and Tourism. 
where it appears there is a correlation between wellness balance and academic performance. This was a three-year study with 249 university students as subjects. They tracked down how they spent their time over a two-week period. The time was tracked in 30-minute increments over a 24-hour period, so in a day. And the students were separated into three subcategories based on their GPA, where there were top performers, moderate performers, and poor performers. The study looked at the student's percentage of time spent in each of the seven dimensions and compared it to their GPA. Some interesting data came out of the research, including top performers had the best overall balance in wellness dimensions, and top performers spent most of their time on physical activity, including sleeping, eating, and exercise. Now, I find this extremely fascinating, especially after reading the research that showed how much cognitive function is lost if you don't get at least eight hours of sleep. I actually covered this in my blog and podcast titled, Listen to Your Body, which you can check out. Another interesting note from the Wellness Balance study included that performers exercised both more and less than top performers, including some that missed class for physical activities. <laughs> so there appears to be a sweet spot there. Also, top performers spent more time than others in the environmental dimensions, which might lead us to think that they be more conscientious and are perhaps more aware of everything that they do. After much digging, I didn't come across any specific studies on full-time workers and the wellness dimensions. It'd be interesting to see if top performers in the workplace also had the best overall wellness dimension balance. There is some interesting evidence, however, of balance in wellness dimensions and being effective in the wellness balance of older adults. A 2012 study in the Journal of Holistic Nursing found that wellness balance in the six dimensions can protect against cognitive decline in aging adults. Some of the activities within the wellness dimensions that were found to be effective in these aging adults included physical activity, social networks, good nutrition, sense of life purpose, and intellectual tasks. Just a reminder, I'm going to include links to all of the studies that we talk about here in the show notes and in the blog. So now I'd like to share a few personal examples from the seven different dimensions to hopefully get you in the space for thinking about your own balance. As most of you know by now, I'm pretty much an open book and I'm hopeful that perhaps my failures and successes can serve as useful insight. Occupational. The occupational wellness dimension seems to focus most on whether or not you feel you are doing inspired and meaningful work. I've been fortunate in this area because I've been able to work in wellness, fitness, and healthcare for nearly 20 years in many different types of roles. I'm truly passionate about wellness and inspiring others to live a healthier, more balanced life. I've also learned that you do not have to love every single thing that you do, every single minute of every single day to still be doing inspired and meaningful work. Work will still feel like work with challenges and stresses, even if you're in a career that you love. So don't get confused by that. Social. The social wellness dimension is a tricky one for me uh, to know how I'm performing. It involves living in harmony with others and contributing to your community. On one hand, I feel like I have great interpersonal skills and I'm happy to be friendly with anyone I come across. I enjoy meeting new people, learning new things, and giving people the benefit of the doubt in most situations. That said, I do have a few things that set me off into a not-so-happy and harmonious place. One example is the gentleman or lady 
who thinks they need to cut in front of everyone when they're getting off of the plane or bus. They must assume that everyone else on the plane or bus has nowhere to be, and it should be our pleasure to allow his or her highness to go first. Ha! I should do what most people do, which is correctly assume that getting upset is not going to do any good and move on merrily with my day. Also, I think I have an opportunity to contribute more to my community. I really want to give back more and do volunteering of some sort. So not letting silly things bother me and giving back more would be areas I can improve on in this dimension. Intellectual. The intellectual dimension has to do with remaining curious, creative, and interested in solving problems rather than getting sort of comfortable and unproductive. It seems our natural tendency as humans is to take the path of least resistance. That said, I think most everyone can appreciate the feeling of satisfaction you have when you're able to solve a problem that has been troubling you or when you figure out a new and better way to accomplish a task. On a personal level, I'm pushing myself in this area currently with everything I'm trying to accomplish with Boost. In an effort to bring new and interesting content each week, I'm being forced out of my comfort zone to learn as much as I can about a new topic and share it in what I hope is a digestible fashion. While it is a challenge, it's also very rewarding to come out of each week with some innovation and knowledge. Physical. Taking care of the physical body with exercise, healthy diet, and preventive care is what the physical dimension includes. I feel I'm doing a good job in this area, but at the same time, I don't want to settle and I don't want to become stagnant. I want to remain open to new ideas about fitness, nutrition, and healthcare to continue to maximize wellness in this area. Emotional. The emotional wellness dimension has to do with being accepting of your feelings and keeping a positive outlook on life in general. Now, I'll give myself credit for being a relatively positive person almost all the time. Well, that is unless I miss a workout. <laughs> I'm a happy-go-lucky guy unless I don't get my exercise in for the day. That'll be a topic for another post. Even if I don't feel my best, I can usually put on a smile and give a friendly hello to everyone. Most of the time, I think I do a good job of looking at things from a glass-half-full perspective. I do need some work, however and accepting of feelings in the emotional area of wellness. My way of dealing with emotional pain is to sort of ignore it as best I can and use exercise to suppress anything that tries to surface. This mostly occurs when I think about my father passing away. He was taken from us at a very young age, only 51, and I still have a lot of anger and sadness that I deal with. You can read the whole story about that and how it shaped me in the Genesis of a Caveman post. Basically, I spent a lot of time being angry at the doctors for not finding the cancer sooner and being mad at God for letting this happen. I feel like I have let the anger about those go a bit now, but I still struggle with being mad at myself for not doing more for my dad. He sacrificed so much for his family. I'm angry because I should have told my dad more that I appreciated and loved him. I'm mad because I wish I would have been a little bit less of a pain in the ass as a teenager. I'm mad because I wish he could have met his grandkids. I suppose it is anger and frustration mostly about the inability to change the situation. It is something that I can't control. What I can control is going out for a morning ride, smashing the anger into submission up a big climb, or taking the emotional pain out on the iron in the gym. 
I suppose this is a healthier way to deal with emotions than drugs or something of the like. It is interesting, too, how cathartic it has been for me to write and talk about my dad. Maybe it is a step to healing emotional unbalance in a way that I hadn't tried before. Spiritual. All of the wellness dimensions are certainly very, very personal. This may be most evident in the spiritual area, as it has to do with being true to your own values about our meaning and purpose. I personally have always been a Christian, and I've gone through different phases of how involved I am with church and church attendance. We haven't found a church that is a good fit for us in Hong Kong yet, but I've been listening to a podcast that plays the weekly service from a church I used to attend. It's great. This pastor and church that were helpful in guiding me through a tough time when my dad passed is something that I can listen to every week now. I I love it. Everyone has different needs and how they are best fed spiritually, but I've been surprised how great this resource has been for me. It's been wonderful to stay plugged into the same church and pastor, even though we're many thousands of miles away. I feel a sense of peacefulness, purpose, and happiness after I listen to the show. But no matter what your beliefs are, finding a way to get spiritually fed regularly seems to be a wise choice. Environmental. Being satisfied and aware of your surrounding environment is the final wellness dimension. This one is tricky as an expat. We're absolutely loving Hong Kong, and after being here a little over a year, we really appreciate the climate, the mountains, the beaches, and the people. They're all wonderful. Also, our family is getting a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience to meet people from all over the world while learning about and creating an appreciation for other cultures. At the same time, we're also really missing our family and friends back in the U.S., and that can be tough sometimes. Personally, I'm trying to enjoy everything that our current environment has to offer and meet any challenges with the best attitude possible. Summing up, creating wellness balance in your own life is very personal. I would be foolish to suggest that having a perfect balance is attainable in a lifetime, let alone in a day or week. I do think, however, it is possible to carefully evaluate the seven dimensions and consider what you are doing well and what your opportunity areas are in each of them. The research is definitely showing that putting time and effort into each of the wellness dimensions is a wise investment. Now, anecdotally, it was very illuminating for me to write out strengths and weaknesses in each dimension, especially in the emotional area, as you probably found. Beyond awareness, take time to consider if there are any actionable items you can implement right away to help find your balance. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I really, really appreciate it. I'll be back next week discussing a new wellness topic. Again, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes if you haven't done it already. You can follow my workouts and Boost Health updates on Strava, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit Boost Health at our website, myboosthealth.com, for links to everything, along with more motivation and information. Until next time, find your balance.